just all about getting yoked. Like it is. It's all just, about getting yoked. Okay, that's great. Yep, all right. It is just. I like, thought you're gonna be like, it's the anti MA program. Whatever no, you're no, doing, no. I'm doing no, the opposite. Bro, no, no, no. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 265 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Just an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, not retiring anytime soon. Most awesome. Nah, baby. I still got many playing days left. I'm you going for the all-time pod. pod record. Right. Oh. If we were going to quit this pod, it would have happened a while ago. It for sure, whatever. There for were sure. windows. I knew the date. I knew the date. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, there were windows. I'm sure we were just like, baby number three on the way. You know, MAB Sports Podcast went through that. MAB Sports Podcast predates your youngest son. I mean, those are just yeah. the facts. So they were like different. It is, it is just the facts. I was in, I was in Malawi for what like eight weeks i've been I think so you know i was in france a couple of times before you've, gotten, we, you've we done two going. runs at france two of them in this podcast can't, can't pull us apart if cannot if this was the greatest like sh- like example of saying like hey if you start a habit do it every week it'll build into something now it's just like not even second nature you know what yeah, i mean feels, it's yeah, like it feels feels weird not to do it Feels weird uh, not to do it. Gotta get to it. And it, but it doesn't seem, I mean, I'm sure it's harder for you, but it's not even, it's not like a, a lift to fit in the schedule. Like it is just part of, it's part of life, baby. It's part of life. It is part of life. It is part of life. Yeah. It's, it's really like we've got it honed in on a few days. Some days we punt. We used to, when we, when we used to push, that was the scariest time. I remember for yeah. me when we got off the rhythm, that yeah. was the scariest time where I was like, uh oh, this may never come back. And then it always did. Then it always, yeah, it always came back. yeah. There were a couple of times I remember, yeah, just like a bunch of traveling, just calling up, and I just like, God, like we and we were good about making up for a back episode, just playing fast and loose by our own rules. Also, where it's just like, you know, I'll do an extra, we'll do an extra long episode, we'll do an hour forty five, and that'll count for yep. two. That'll count. Yep. For, yep. Yep. That all right. Weeks. That's all right. We'll hey, that's the that's the eighty twenty rule. Once you get up to the your goal weight of podcasting, you can fucking bend the rules a little bit like that. That's right. The important thing is we're here now, bro. We're here, here now. now. Um. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? Good, man. Good. Just getting kids are winding down with school, so that's oh, a little, yeah. that's a little thing coming up. Trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, that's why I said. I mean, does activities. the like, uh, does like the if you have like a nanny and stuff? Does do those hours change? Like the babysitters are? Are they around more often? Or are they around less? Is it like a couple times uh, a week? She's basically the same. Time? Yeah, okay. she, she's she'll be around more during the day because she was also like a preschool teacher at a preschool. So she'd take Miss Junior and it worked out really nicely because she was able to deal, finish yeah. up and get home just in time for the girls to come home. So then she'd tackle all of them. So it was good. This Then she's now back to like basically like summer hours where she gets to come in a little, I wouldn't say later, but later than than usual. And then, you know, kids are, she's with the kids all day, but they don't have homework and you know, she's taking them to either, you know, we'll still take them to summer camps and, you know, they have a school tutor, right? So that's always fun. That's a new thing, you know, where not new thing, new thing from my childhood. What's when new? I was a kid. What's happening? Just having like a, a tutor. Did you have a tutor? Do you ever have tutors that come in and like still keep up your math skills and reading skills or anything? Over like the, summer? the summer? Over the summer. No, it's summertime, baby. I know, baby. School. I'm off. My brain powered down. 
number one, like, I, how would you know how to tutor me? I'm in between grades. So there's no way to know first, what grade to tutor me for. First, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's no there's no third period. and a half grade. No. no. No, I'm I'm out of third, not yet in fourth. Like your right. hands are tied. There's nothing to do. I'm in I'm in, you know, just kind of the unsanctioned waters. Like I'm out there where just <laughs> right. law, lawless seas where there are no laws or anything. And now you want to talk to me? Like hit me up back in September when I'm coming back. Exactly. But until then this, is, this road is closed. This road is closed. It's an off ramp on the construction site. The cones are up. Don't That's try well. and bother me with your facts and figures. Don't want to know. You just have to stay so, consistent yeah. and you just got to do it week in and week out, much like this podcast, guys. And this week, Ooh. to keep you fresh on your toes, we got a jam packed episode 265, guys. We're doing Rip from the Headlines. We're going to be talking NBA playoff conference finals. Going to do Mapstradamus. Going to talk the future of LeBron James. God knows he wants to. He's up for discussion all the time about that. Uh, do a little Am I the Asshole? Going to do Chili's Catering. Uh, Neapolitan Showdown. Top non-U.S. born NBA players of all time. Uh, Going to do a little Mab League update. That is off and running. We finally dusted off the microphones uh, as far as our announcing cred goes and got back on there and threw it down. Uh, then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. playoffs conference finals why are we talking about that this week baby baby we're on the verge of two possible sweeps right here last wow. night the lakers the lakers uh got closed out by the nuggets 4-0 uh and as we speak as we are recording i think the yeah, yeah they're still up three as i can see right now the one, heat yeah. you know as they they fucking torched game three i knew it Eesh. when i saw Tatum in his Crockett and Tubbs gear. You did. You called that. Miami. I called yeah, it. I knew it. I was like, this that, is a bad like, omen. What was something that they were just like, they asked him is like, what does game three mean to you or something? And yeah. And he was like, how much does it mean to you? Or something like that. Like, what's your favorite quote for game three? It's like, how much does it mean to you? And then they get fucking rolled by 20 plus. I had a big problem. Like when Tatum did the, let's talk about, let's talk about Jason Tatum right now. Let's talk about the Celtics okay. All right. right now. So All down, right. down Oh three, he, uh, I think everything you feared about the Celtics, all those glimpses you would see is just like, are they tough? Uh, you know, is there just kind of like an alpha on this team? I don't really want to say like rollover and quit was kind of on the things to look out for. But after what I've seen, like kind of the after game one, like now I kind of have to question that. Uh, I guess before we get into Tatum specifically, let's talk about where the Celtics go from from now. Like, if you're running the Celtics, do you pay Jalen Brown now that he's eligible for that supermax making the uh, the all NBA team? Do you pay them both and feel like you can win a championship? Jason Tatum, Jalen, let's make this Jason Tatum, mm -hmm. Jalen Brown. Do you want to take those guys, pay them what you have to pay them with the market value and feel like you're competing for a chip each season? I mean, you're almost tied to yes paying him the supermax as a franchise right like it's it's impossible to say that we're gonna let a two-time all-star now makes a one of the you know essentially one of the best 15 players in the league 
we're going to let him go because we're trying to figure out something out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's, it becomes like a, an impossible thing in the NBA. Yeah. So then, cause like, if this isn't Boston or one of these markets, right? Like it's a no fucking brainer. The only reason Boston has yeah. a little leverage to play with it is because there's a little bit of destination that they can like pull people into their orbit. But they've, they've, they haven't, they've never been able in the, in like the modern, like the post eighties era, they've never yeah. been able to bring in anybody like Gar- they've been Garnett. Able to, Garnett was a trade. They brought in Garnett. Okay. They brought in, I believe Ray Allen was a trade as well too. Homegrown with Paul Pierce, but they had to bring in, they're not in like when Kyrie? you hear like, but Kyrie was kind of like a, a little bit on the bargain bin. Right. Exactly. But uh, I, I believe all of those are like they've traded for. Yeah. Like, yeah. You might be right. Yeah. I'm using that interchangeable. Yep. Yeah. Sure. So you're, 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 you're having to bring in. So, but like getting that free agent to sign. So it's like, all right. So do we got to trade something, right? We got to trade an asset. We got to dump Al Horford, but you almost like, I can't give up on Jalen Brown. I almost need like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to be there to lure another, you know, heavy hitter, all-star level, caliber player to be like all right you're gonna be the third wheel this third spoke in this wheel that will finally make this connection yeah that's a great point you're totally right that's what we can't overlook is the fact that like even no matter what frustration you're bringing into this like i think we talk about it a lot when we talk about firing coaches too it's just like what's the alternative like if you get rid of if you move on from jalen brown because you can and you're just there with tatum like all you did is kind of took two gigantic steps back so even if you're trying to, if you're able to pull in someone on that Tatum level, like you still have a little bit of a spot to fill because it does take, you know, uh, if you don't have one of those top three guys, like some sort of big three, big two and a half kind of combo to compete. And the thing between the two of them is, is it, it almost feels like that they have to, like one of them has to decide because they, 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 they play very similar styles of basketball it's like the one has to decide, are we, uh, are you going to be the lead guy and I be the defensive stopper and hit big shots and, you know, slash and cut? Are you, am I going to be the ball dominant guy where I dribble in high screen and roll situations and called upon in the fourth quarter? Like what are our roles? There are two there's in the Venn diagram of Jason Tatum and, and, Jalen Brown, there's too much overlap. And I'm not real sure which one at which point of time is supposed to do what. Like with, like let's say in in similar position, Jordan Pippen is the classic example. Everyone knew exactly what their roles were. And when the time was called upon it, this is what they were going to do. I don't feel like I see that with Brown and Tatum. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just set in my old school ways, but I need to see like so old some school. more definite. I am old school. I am. I'm 40. I'm going to be 44 here in a few. I'm old school, baby. Good looking 44. Good Thank looking you, 44. You Thank you. Not as tight as you, though, my they man. Know. They know you sound here. great. All right. I'm blushing. Yeah. Come right. on, buddy. So, but I need, I need, I know what those roles are defined with them when I watch these games, especially when they get dusted by 20, especially when we see that kind of like rolling over with no fight. I'm like, I don't see. I don't see this, you know, I don't see this, uh, this definition of roles. And and this is what maybe leads to like, maybe a little apathy on the court, maybe like, eh, fuck it. You know, you're, you're the guy that's supposed to be doing it. I, I, there seems like less accountability in the game. 
Yeah. So Joe Mazzulla, it feels like he's already catching some of this brunt. I'm kind of oh, glad yeah. to see. Yeah, I'm glad to see that. Uh, I was actually a little afraid. And we'll see. I guess the series isn't over when it ends. Like how much if the players actually start throwing him underneath the bus? Because I definitely would have put it past uh, Jason Tatum, who seems to, I don't know, always surprise me with uh, how classy this cat could be. Uh, but he'll catch a little bit. But they might have a point too, right? Because I mean, is how big of a percentage of the blame pie let's steal from other podcasts like this blame pie like how mm-hmm. much of it falls on joe missoula i know we talked a little timeouts but i think it's a great example too because this team definitely feels like one of those teams that lack leadership and i think it leads into what you're talking about which is just kind of the clunkiness of their offense which seems to be the jason tatum jalen brown like your turn my turn your turn my turn and there just doesn't really seem to be a fluidity in like their their game to kind of bring it together where it's just like oh this is two-headed monster it's more of just like all right which guy's up to bat yeah um well that's the thing too is i know missoula is gonna catch it he but he was like and everyone's like oh ime adoka and everything that happened with there and then they move on from him but he was on that staff under him and Brad Stevens. Like he he's been there for four years, Missoula. This is his first year. I I've, it's an, it's insane to me. I don't realize like how young he is. Like he's a full decade. I just said I'm gonna be 44. He's 34 years old. He was he played in college against Jimmy Butler, which is a weird, like which yeah. is really weird to think about that. Like, uh, how did thing- how did the coaching position happen? I mean, was it just kind of like an interim, like, oh shit, like let's put out the fire. There's nobody really out there at this time that we want to bring in. So let's just kind of like see if we can keep the plate spinning a little bit. Or, you know, is Brad Stevens like this could be the guy? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I do remember there was a lot more hullabaloo surrounding Ime Udoka and what was going on with like you know, all the off the court stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. It just kind of quietly happened. Right. It's just like, how long are they going to suspend him? And it's just like, okay, he's like, he's fired. Like they're moving on. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now like, you know, it's just like this guy's in there and it's just like, okay. Yep. Yeah. And it, it definitely felt like it was like interim to, well, he's our guy. We're doing okay. Like it makes a lot of sense. Like there's a lot of cohesiveness. Like he's been here for a while. Um, You know, the coaching search, like it would have been, it would have been odd for Brad Stevens to really like shake up, you know, Brad Stevens moving unexpectedly from the head coaching to the, you know, front office would have been very unexpected for him to to move on from that, which is that that to me is also an interesting move. You go from Danny Ainge, you get you get Brad Stevens in there, but Brad Stevens relatively young, like just kind of lost the the hunger, if you will, of of coaching and wanted to move to the front front office, brings in Adoka, that doesn't work out. Then we hire Missoula off of our bench who's been there for a few years under my tenure. So there's a good, they know what he's capable of. There definitely seems to be a little bit something and, and, and they will gladly dump all of this on Missoula. He'll be the guy that, you know, this will be the, the chopping block. Um, well, if there is anyone that's on the chopping block, it'll be him. Or if anything, I could see him surviving because he did go to the Eastern conference finals. Uh, yeah. I could see him. Yeah. It's just you know, like, it's just, this sweep's not going to help. And the losses that he did sure. have, you know, they seem clunky against the, that Hawks team. And it's just the timeouts thing is just such under a magnifying glass that it just, yeah. But, but do you see him having like a, an incredibly short leash heading into next season? Like if they get out of the gate slow, like 13 and 13 at 500, you, can you see like Stevens just being like, all right, that's it. You know what I mean? Or yeah, especially like a little bit. Cause he's, it just seems like one of those coaches too, that can be not bullied by 
but it could be like kind of that lame duck thing that we saw with uh nash you know in brooklyn where if you don't have the support of your players then they just kind of leave you hanging out there to dry just to almost prove the point when you do get fired they turn it on to say so you know it doesn't it doesn't seem like these guys like jason tate jalen brown are like have that kind of vindictive bone in their body but it does seem like they need leadership and it seems like they'd be down for it and it seemed like um the cat before udoka brought that and it seems like something that's really lacking in a team that needs it yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting because there is something like, I, I, you know, the X's and O's. There, there's a little bit of that. I mean, now the NBA coaching staffs are so like big, and there's a lot of like almost like special to specially specialties. Um, but I, I do think it's interesting. Like the head coach, like less of, especially the more I, I observe coaches, less like a, a tactician. And more about like a like a sports psychologist and like pulling the right levers and motivating the right things because we know like we know what we're trying to do and the game's so fluid and there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. But if I can keep, if I can be the guy that cracks the you know the the Jenga puzzle of J- Jason Tatum to get the right fit so we get the right balance for the perfect art you know perfect tower that's what seems like way more important than like the tactician of like drawing up the X's and O's and timeouts and stuff like that. Cause I look at like, like the last dance and, and you watch like stuff that Steve Kerr has done. Like he surrounded himself with a lot of great people, but what his greatest strength is to be able to like hone the egos and bring everybody in to figure out how to keep it going over 82 games. And that's still hard. And I think that's one thing, like a guy like Missoula, who seems like a soft spoken, quiet, like reserved guy when you've got two relatively like soft spoken reserved superstars and like Al Horford, who's like a consummate professional, like maybe you need a little bit of like someone who's going to check you in the room a little bit and hold you a little bit more accountable and not let you slide and not be so easy going. Maybe a little, little bit of fire going on there. Even Eric Spolstra, like what, like what a, he creates such confidence against for with all those undrafted guys to come in there and play like it's nobody's business. And he repeatedly does it. It's not like this just happened on a one-time thing. Spolster's got something where he can figure out the player's mind and get them to perform at a maximum level on a consistent basis. Yeah. Is Jason Tatum ever going to be a true number one for you? This is really tough to watch them get clapped like this a couple times and then all the stuff that we saw in the bubble and all this other stuff, I'm kind of like, yeah, I think you nailed it when you were said it on the text thread. It's like, he's like doing an impersonation of what he thinks like the best player on the team needs to be. Yeah. And I, and I don't, and it's like, and to me that speaks to like an identity crisis. Like he is one of the best players in, in, in the world, no doubt about it. But like everything that he's doing is like looking over his shoulder and be like, is that what I, that's right, guys. That's yeah. what I'm supposed to be doing. This is yeah. what I'm supposed to be saying. And I just need some, like something that reigns like a little bit more authentic, or I just need him to say like, you know, I don't need to fucking play these Kobe homages and get stuck up in like the humbly t-shirt afterwards. Like, I don't, you know, like stop playing the media game. You're not very good at it. Just stick to like, I'm just going to be the quiet superstar. Like I'm just going to dominate and not, I'm going to be cool. Ka- be Kawhi Leonard. If you don't have that much of a personality, just yeah, to I mean, try and dominate. 
Yeah, that 50 thing really bothered me. I hate that bullshit. Like, I mean, it's that fucking, I mean, they were winning, but it's it's just like that that first down shit. You see in the NFL, like, like move yeah. the sticks or whatever when you're fucking down by 20 in the fourth quarter. It's just like, you're just so out of touch with what the mission statement is. And that's to, you know, win the game as a team, go get a championship. He's for me to say, it sounds really corny, but man, God, it really just fucking, it bothers me. And you can just be so easy to root for if you just got after it. Okay. Um, so let's get, Ooh, really kind of neglected the heat, but, uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about them because they will eventually land in these NBA finals. Let's talk Lakers and Denver. Um, Denver knocks out the Lakers, probably not surprised by how this season ended. Did the Lakers overachieve or underachieve this season? Oh, I, I think thoroughly overachieved. I didn't think anyone like when LeBron went down with that foot ankle injury, like we all thought they were toast. They were out of the playoffs. They were not, they were not going to be, I mean, they slug their way out to the seventh seed, but they were not like a good basketball team. 60% of the season. Yeah. It was kind of like, they were a little bit of a free fall. Uh, yeah. There's a question if they were going to make the postseason, but then get a seven yeah. slot. And then um, just, I mean, that's, Somebody like a LeBron James cal- caliber, that's what you expect. And Anthony Davis, uh, I think, started all the playoff games. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then they bring in D'Angelo Russell, and he was able to, to you know, to carry the load, but then just totally just fucking tapped out. It was like, I'm done. Like, the, this is too hard basketball for me in the in the in the conference finals. So I I he shit the bet. He was awful in that series. Un- Almost unplayable. D'Angelo what happened? Russell. The spotlight just got too big. I don't. I don't. I really don't know. It's just like he, because I. I'm trying to remember like how he was in that Golden State series. I mean, he wasn't. He was getting minutes. It wasn't like he was unplayable. But like the last couple games, it was just like he was. Or the last four games, he was awful. He just shooting was was poor. His defense, his effort wasn't there. Like again, here's a guy with like all the talent in the world. He's gotten bounced around a lot early, never really learned how to play like competitive basketball in real time. And yeah, maybe the moment was just too big. It was just, you just shat the bed. What's the percentage chance that LeBron James retires? Um, I mean, there's always a chance, but I'd say like 1%. I mean, I think it's pretty low. I'd be very surprised if he retires. Yeah, were we being too hard on him? I know we were getting shit on the text thread, but you and I see eye to eye on some of the um let's just really like boil it down. It's just like LeBron James has a history of wanting to pull the spotlight on him when it goes away for whatever reason. He has yeah. no problem. Like there's a little bit of just whatever. I don't I'm not gonna get into psychoanalysis, but he's been, been living very... in it for twenty two years since he was sixteen. Yeah. Like everyone yeah, so there's definitely there's all we do is talk to him about it. But yeah. yeah, he makes he makes it happen. It just it felt like the retirement was a little bit of that, a little bit of just attention. Um, that's fine. Let's we don't have to go into that too much. I agree with you, like right there. I don't think there's any way he retires. I think it's just um probably an easier way to vent the frustration of overachieving and then falling short is to just completely just, you know, move on from it and talk about future. And that's and that's the thing, is is I want to just, you know, there like I know there are some people out there and and on the text thread we were getting called in the into that same camp, but it's like I'm not giving him shit for saying what he said. What I'm not gonna do is f- take the bait on the like 
A-line story for ESPN of like, could LeBron James retire? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, like, I'm just not going to do that because I know that that's I know I'm a I'm a study history of basketball and sports and personality, you know, traits. And I watch this and I go, yeah, he's tired. He's all those things. He's tired. He's worn out. He's he's bummed that he lost. But we've seen it with the ripping off of the jersey, the Cavs jersey, the first time before the decision when they lost to Boston. We've seen the I'm back, you know, from with Cleveland. Like, we've seen all these moments, right? And I just know that this isn't done for him. Fuck, he averaged almost 29 points a game through 55 games at 38 years old. And for him to sit there and say, I'm probably better than 90, 95% of the people in the league. That's a little like humble brag, like a little like, Oh no, you're pretty good. It's fucking amazing. He yeah. dropped 31 points in the first half of the, the the game four. They just didn't have enough around him to, to finish it out. He's not going to retire. I'm not going to get sucked into this storyline. That's what like, I think is. it's yeah. a nothing burger. Yeah. Can't get sucked in. Uh, yeah. I forgot. We got a whole segment coming up next about the future of LeBron James. We'll yeah. Again. More to that. We'll so I guess we are. <laughs> we're at it. We won't get sucked in until next segment. And then it is full <laughs> moral pool down. Um, where do the Lakers go from here? Do they have what it takes to run this back? Is that enough? Is it just like, oh, fuck, we're going to run into the buzzsaw of Denver again? I mean, do they, do they even have assets to try to grab like, upgrade at a role player position i mean are we going to talk about you know austin reeves having a full offseason to come back and kind of step into his new role of an upper echelon you know possible like uh you know starting for the lakers like how, how does this how do the lakers shake out to you well i mean i do think the the trouble with the lakers is is that most of their playoff parts that they had in their last little bit of success that they've had is basically like we're talking like 40 games together they played. You know what I mean? Austin Reeves with the exception, but like Vanderbilt, Beasley, uh, like Lonnie Walker, Rui Achimura, like these guys only have like, you know, 30, 40 games together playing. So they're obviously, they're improved. The bench depth, which was post-Westbrook, was like their big Achilles heel. Yep. They had nothing beyond that. That was a good move. I think if there is anybody to be traded, I, I kind of wonder, is it you know going to end up being like D'Angelo Russell? But here's a guy that has been on four. He's 26. He's been on four teams since 2015. I mean, that seems like a lot of transition, but he's the only one that really has like probably a, a decent enough contract that you could use to trade, but I also don't know where their picks are at. So it's like, we're going to have to put together a real trade. I mean, Rob Plink is not going to sit idly by. There's going to be some moves. I did hear just as, as, as of this afternoon that there's like a, there's already a rumor for like Trey young, like could Trey young be a, a you know, a, a trade chip that they're going to go after. I don't see it making a, ton of sense other than just giving shooting and floor spacing for davis but like defensively gives up quite a bit on the other end yeah and a little so, bit of a black hole with the basketball right yeah exactly i mean but that here's the thing this is the power of lebron right lebron 
solves all of those problems right like like as no matter how uh you know black hole you are uh with the basketball when lebron when lebron is barking at you and telling you move the ball or give him the ball probably going to defer like he's the yeah. big dog he's the alpha that's an alpha jason tatum yeah um definitely has that yeah so probably take jason tatum over trey young i mean do they do they have enough pieces i guess maybe just the stock value on trey young low enough i guess yeah they just brought i don't know quinn snyder coming into a new job it's hard to be like yeah trade away like the only like you know my only it, all-star it, it, it's one star. of those things where if that comes like generated from the player right like yeah. um because i think i think luca and like that's that luca draft i think they're all in their fourth year so like it could be like ah, I'm not gonna sign with you like I'm just not gonna so you might as well sign and trade me to the team that I want or I'm not going to wait where where is he in his shit I don't even know probably people are screaming that know his his contract they're, yeah I think he just finished up yelling at their they room. are of course they are we've got a lot of contract heads running around <laughs> um but yeah I think like uh. Yeah, I think he's got to sign his deal this year. I don't think he's got anything on the books. Or sign, oh, he signed a contract extension in 2021. So yeah, so he could still be in the in midst of it, but he could sit there and say like, "I'm not going to sign in next off season." Like I'm starting it now. That we we've seen this before. Like I'm two years out. I'm going to sign this. I'm not going to sign it. So you better find a way to move me before the All Star break of this year, because uh, I'm definitely not signing. I'll make it as public as possible. Yeah, try to get some value from it. Um, all right, we'll assume that this just kind of plays out, and eventually we'll see the Heat versus the Denver Nuggets. Who do you like in the finals? Who did you originally have? I mean, no one fucking had this. Who did you, you had Denver no. and I think Boston? I had Denver, Boston. Yeah, I think yeah. I had Denver, Boston at post post Philadelphia. I mean, this is equally a fun. I totally forgotten about the the you know the the two season ago scuffle between Jokic and. Uh, Morris and and all that going on, and then Ooh. you know Jimmy Butler and a little hot, and I think Kyle Lowry and um, Aaron Gordon had gone at it a few bit in the bubble. So it's like when they're on the Magic and the Raptors. So I think this will be a very competitive series. Both teams are are fiery. I like it. Both you know both teams are invested, right? I think it'll be a fun series. I, I still think it's Denver. I think Jimmy's good for at least a game. So uh, so I'll say 4-2, but man, I mean the one thing that uh, I saw today is is like there's hustle stats, you know what I mean? Like diving on the floor, all that shit. Yeah. Taking chart like the Heat every year year in or like they lead like most of those hustle stat categories. And it's such like an underrated thing that it's like those if you get a team that just plays hard and just kind of like gets you out of your rhythm and bangs you around a little bit and dives on the floor. Like sometimes that can get in teams' heads. I don't necessarily know if that's going to get in like Jokic's head or some of those other guys, but like I could see a Michael Porter Jr. get a little shaky. I could see maybe Jamal Murray get a little shaky. And that's all like an angle that like a Heat team needs. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it but just Jokic seems like so unflappable. What's that? Jokic? I said Jokic is just so unflappable. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking because it was just like all – and he also – like you can run the entire offense through him. You know, you can start the ball with him, like point center. Like he can – yeah. you know, he can he can take the ball down. So it just seems like 
he can stabilize anything like no matter how like you said like pointed out like the only time i saw the nuggets flappable this whole postseason because i mean everybody's had their pitfalls but the nuggets was what i mean i think it was like the third quarter of game three against the timberwolves i think they got outscored by like 20 or something that might have yeah. been it was game three or game four but it was just like and that was it like that was the only time like the rest of the time they're just like cool customers like completely in control yeah i mean i would just sit there and say like um yeah i mean and they can run everything through him he does not get scared they like they battle back i mean they were they were down a they they've been down several times in this laker series where they yeah. you know even in game 4 came storming back like it just didn't bother them like that to me is why i think the nuggets will win because i just don't think like they're not going to give up by yeah, the way i was totally easily... wrong on go ahead go sorry ahead. no it's just nope. i was totally wrong on trey Young's. He he signed a five year two hundred fifty million dollar. He's signed on through twenty twenty six, forty million dollars this coming year. I don't know how that's going to work to get Trey Young to the Lakers. Everybody, all good. Well, you heard it here first, so tune back in in two thousand twenty six. We'll give you an update on how this <laughs> Trey Young. We'll still be chipping along week by week, brother. <laughs> you know where to find us. Be consistent. Um. All right, Mapster Thomas. crystal ball here okay lebron james the future how's this going to play out so we talked about we talked briefly last segment about him not retiring neither one of us are biting it bite biting biting at it taking it biting it for the taking team. a taking a big old maddie ah. bite out of it yeah. uh yeah so two so just let's talk one step at a time i don't think retirement i think the reason he's not going to retire is twofold well let's go so there's um playing with Bronny and yep. the uh rings Let's talk about the rings first. So he has four, mm-hmm. two with the Heat, one with Cleveland, bubble ring. Uh, do you think he wants a fifth ring? Do you think the number of rings is mattering to him? Because he's un- I mean, so. Let's let's start here. Like, do you picture him undebatably as number one or two all time greatest basketball players? Yeah. If he was to retire sure. this season, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the all time points leader really helps that that's such a that's such an insanely difficult mountain to climb in the nba because it's it's all the things it's like longevity scoring ability um you know just just a consistency effort consistency yeah Yeah, thank you trying to think of another one to get i got it i got to two and i was like fuck what's what's another one maybe it's not that hard fuck it (laughs) six two things are good (laughs) right exactly um but then like to do it and still has juice in the tank like he he could put that number really like unattainable you know what i mean yeah because carl malone kind of sniffed at it but even still oh that's a good that's so that's a good third thing like driving up this all-time like points scored just to kind of put it more out of reach yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't see it's it's plausible. I don't know if it's on the lit like how far in the list on there, but it's something. It's not number one, but maybe it's legacy. you know, it's it's helping you like three years from now if it's 50-50 ball, like if Bronny doesn't pan out or whatever, or you got one season with Bronny underneath your belt, mission proof is just like, you know, can I go the shack route, be a role player on a few teams, like, you know, average twelve a night. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, that'd be really tough for him to kind of take a reduced role. I would see that as really, really challenging. But I do think like, I, I just firmly believe that it means something to him to be able to play basketball with his son in a way that like, it's less about like, oh, it's, it'd be great. Like it, it would, it, it, that would be such like a, like a legacy, like having a son, legacy, like yeah, a, legacy un, yeah, yeah, it would be such like a Ken Griffey senior, Ken Griffey junior, like all of that. But to be able to play on that same team, like, I think he would realize like, in a weird sort of way, it'd be like, well, this is yet another accomplishment. Like I was able to get yep. here to get to play with my sure. son and he's, he's a free agent after the end of, or he has a player option. Um, after the 2024-25 season. So he could, I think it'd be an unrestricted free agent in 2025. So let's play this out. So next season, 2023-2024, he's on there. But yeah. I think he can opt out. I think he can become a free agent before that because he's got a player option. So this is this is me. Like He's smart. He knows Bronny's going to play one season at USC he's 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 not going to totally degrade he can play 50 NBA games we can figure out he's played 50 for the last couple of years mm-hmm. he can maximize pick his spots be competitive try and go out for that chip and then shepherd his son into the league and I do think it would be like he'd love it it'd be a great story I've said it on the text thread. It would be our first case of basketball nepotism because I don't necessarily <laughs> sure. know yeah, yeah. Yeah. that if he would actually be, Bronny would be worthy of being a basketball player. Time would tell if he was able to last, but I think it would be important to be like, show him the ropes. Like this is what needs to get done in order to get there. You, he already kind of knows it, but like living it is another thing. And to sit there and kind of like mentor his son, it's something that he could also say in a weird sort of way that, Michael Jordan was never able to do. Michael Jordan had two sons that both played division one basketball, but were not like top level players and didn't get him there. He gets always sit there and say like, Hey, you know, I beat him here on this front. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. that's right. Well, there's still a chance. Yeah. Jordan's look out. Look out. AD. (laughs) Look out, baby. Uh, yeah. So looking at the crystal ball, I, I totally agree. Those are great points. And I, I agree with you on legacy thing. Also like just this little, like one more little, you know, just kind of part of the Wikipedia page, right? Like part of the little thing of just explaining his, you know, what he brought to the league, what he accomplished in the league and, and, you know, starting a game with his son. So yeah, I think he's got to run it back with the Lakers. I think he likes Los Angeles. I don't think there's any reason to leave it. I think, you know, there's not a better setup for him out there to try to force his way out to have the role he has. And it, it seems like, you know, Anthony Davis staying healthy, like those guys are a great fit. Anthony Davis at peak, if not a little bit on the other side of the peak, but at least healthy enough to where it'll feel like a peak, you know, he still has, right. still has the capability of to have like one of his best seasons. Um, So then he, so he plays next year for the Lakers. Then he goes free agency and a team picks up whoever picks up Bronny in the second round knows that they got LeBron James coming to them. There's a good, there's a really good possibility, which yeah. means like teams could be vying for like, he could be, he could be a first round pick late first round pick 
depending on the team and depending on where you know he's all shaken because it's not like rich paul is his agent like rich paul controls a lot of nba players i think it's trey trey young's agent so it's like clutch the the basically the agency that basically lebron lebron kind of basically runs because it's his friends that have started this this agency now we're dominant players in this whole thing they can control a lot of stuff and the deal could very easily get worked out where it's like all right so maybe a team like i don't know a team that like it could even be a bad team right because maybe lebron doesn't care about winning at that at, at that point maybe it's just like look like from the Pacers, like fuck, I'll take Bronny if at eighteen, let's say, if I know that fucking LeBron is coming. What a great way to like sell tickets. What a store. We're gonna get a marketing bonanza for two years. No one gives a shit about our franchise. Maybe this would be worth it to us to like put some seats in the fucking, you know, put some butts in the seat and fucking sell out some games and get the, get a nice little storyline, some some good PR for next two years. Yeah, I think that's what'll happen. And he'll definitely start, right? I mean, they'll both start yeah. together just just for the oh game tip one, off, game one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're already writing this Disney story already, right? We have. Yeah. Uh, remind me about this. So when Jordan kind of. Uh, has it had his wizard years? Did he ever go into like a role player type of role? I'm um, trying to think of with with these great guys what it looked like, you know, as they overstayed their welcome. I mean, Shaq. I mean, his, you know, he let's say slowly but quickly just kind of got out of shape, and then nobody kind of just gave a shit that he was just kind of bouncing around team to team. He was almost kind of leaning into it, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like if there's how long he you didn't. Can, he didn't come off the bench. I mean, he, that that's the thing is, is like he retired for those three years, came back with the Wizards, still averaged over 20 points a game. And I think he sat, I can't remember. If, like, I know that his last season, he played all 82 games, but some of those he came off the bench. He didn't start all 82. But I don't know if some of those were like injury or, you know, yeah. what have you. But he still played. I'm looking at it right now. He still play, started 67 of the 82 games in his final year with the Wizards. And then he played in 60 and started 53 of the other ones. So, I mean, I don't think he was like, all right, you're six man. But maybe there was some nights where it was like he was going to give it up. But I do know that like one of the all-star years, like he wasn't voted as an all-star star- starter. And Vince Carter was like, you're starting the game. Like, get in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. fucking start in front of you. Are you kidding me? So yeah, yeah so it just be it's, it's it seems like LeBron can't do both simultaneously, like because it seems like if there was ever a time to bring Chase, like you can bring Chase now and nobody's gonna give you shit about it. Like you know, in this right. play empowerment era, if you know if there was no Bronny James and that connection wasn't a concern, you know, seeing LeBron James run over and join, I don't know, the Boston Celtics. I don't know, like seeing him join the. I don't know. I think Denver's maybe a little much, and I don't really think it's a step forward to go to Memphis. But uh, I don't know the Suns. I don't even know if it would make if the cap sense would make their sense there with everything. But that'd be really think, interesting. It'd be really yeah, interesting I don't think to see shit. what kind of deal he would take, like to be on a team. Like how much would he sacrifice? You Just know to get I mean? close to that ring. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I don't think we're gonna see it. You know, I think we'll see those brawny things, and then I think my prediction for LeBron James will be next year with the Lakers free agent goes where Bronny goes plays out that season. Cause I then I think you start to see that Bronny won't have what it takes to actually be, you know, like substantial minutes in the NBA. So 
LeBron James will eventually be like, all right, I proved my point here, but you know, we're not going to make a real run to a chip. So I might as well retire as opposed to looking like, like, cause I don't think he'll want to leave the team. His son's on. Cause I don't think he's going to want to be like, this team's not good enough for me. Right, <laughs> like it right, kind of defeats right. the purpose of everything he did leading up to that. So sure. I think he'll kind of paint himself to a corner and just be like, I'll get the points a little higher and then retire three years from now. And that's the thing is, is the points that he could, he could finish above 40,000 points, which was ludicrous because it was 38,000, whatever for Kareem and uh, Carl Malone sniffed it at 36,000. Right. So he was like another like 15, 1800 points off from, from that total. Like he could thoroughly put it away and be like, ain't nobody touching this for a very long time. Yeah. We'll see. Um, that's my crystal ball. Anything else you like got to add on? No, it? I think I think mind? you fucking nailed it, my friend. Um, All right, I'm, we've been we've been talking about this for a long time. We've been talking yeah. about this Brian thing for a long time for a while. So it's not like for we're just like bandwagoners hopping on. <laughs> no, no, we, no, made, no. we made we made we made right. predictions. Remember this? We made predictions. You did, yeah, two summers ago, way back in the day. We talked about this back then. I also predicted that the Pistons would make the uh, the playoffs after Cade Cunningham got drafted number one overall. It didn't happen. We're not. Look at that, guys. We give it both ways. Folks. Look, we're not yeah. just playing the hits here. We're playing it all. We're giving you history of how it actually happened. Um, our brother, am I the asshole? Chili's catering. Tell me the story. What's up? Oh, well, I, I came across this video here. Let me let me pull it up. This young woman right here. Okay. Can you see that? I can. Yep. Oh, let me just double check and make sure that I share the audio. I don't want to get back into that. Oh, yep. That's right. Very good. You know, um, this little lady right here decided to cater her wedding with mm-hmm. Chili's food, which brings, okay. which spent, I think, like a shade under $2,000 for for food at the wedding. Is this something that you would do, B? Is this something that you would consider? I like this. So, you know, if I were to get married, like catering from Taco Villa would Absolutely. Cause it, I mean, it's your day. So I think part of it is your friends there. It's your day. You're celebrating your thing. And I think you want to bring an experience that you would like to have, you know, it's like, it's like they say $2,000 at Taco Villa. What are you feeding a party of 10,000? <laughs> just because, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I mean, it's just know your audience. Like everybody loves chili food. I mean, I think if they get there, like it's not just sitting at room temperature, like in styrofoam containers, but if it's like the chicken strip, if it's those special nachos that they do the individual chips with little cheese and the jalapeno on them, like I'm in. Do you want to hear this lady's story? Let's, yeah, let's, let's go it. to this lady. We served chilies at our wedding and this is how much we spent. Our total cost for our wedding food was $1,950 for 99 guests. This also includes five specialty meals that we did for people who were gluten-free, um, dairy-free, AKA me, and people who needed like special items like no dairy at all, only seafood, etc. So let's talk about what went into serving chilies at our wedding. First of all, we loved the price point. I mean, you really can't beat that price point. Like you just can't. It's insane that we only spent that much money for our wedding food, but we did have to do a lot of work on the back end that we weren't really expecting because we had to pick it up pretty early because we didn't want to pay for the delivery fees and it was hold up i'm gonna pause this right here didn't want to pay yeah. for the delivery fees right yeah now this is that's yeah, a red this is flag number to, one yeah this is starting to float from the territory of we really love chilies to like this is all the cash we had so if people are going to eat uh like it or lump it 
<laughs> right. I didn't like, I didn't get the also the like all seafood. I was like, is Chili's the place you're going for the all seafood meal? Like, I can't, I'm a pescatarian. Is, is that what a, you're trying to the say? all seafood that you had to pick up early in the morning to make sure you got there? Yeah. Exactly. It was St. Patrick's Day weekend in Savannah, Georgia, which is where near where we got married, and they were packed. They were so busy and they had to have it ready earlier in the day, which is okay with us, but we had to have someone pick up the food and take it all the way to our venue. We had to have my Gross. aunt, who thankfully works in food service, or we would have been SOL, set it all up, write specific sticky notes, show everyone how to warm things, to cook things appropriately so no one got sick, and that was just a lot more work than we had anticipated. Normally when you order from Chili's, they deliver it, they bring it, they set it all up, it's already made, people can just serve. But for reference, we picked up the food at 11 and we weren't serving the food until six. So. All right, this is this is the thing that, that, that really yeah, fucking my opinion caught has me. changed, yep. This is, a, this is awful, okay, because then like, because she kept saying, well, first off, I don't like that she's, kind of like making it seem like oh just like everyone caters from chilies like this is not like chilies is well, not yeah, the, she, like... i mean she's also she's also pitching it like hey guys like chilies didn't come through for me but we found a way to make do <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we put this right. shit on chilies like chilies had no idea it was catering a wedding this morning there's a reason like let us cater your next wedding isn't on a chilies menu Right, exactly. I've never, I've never seen that. Like, ask for our <laughs> wedding banquets, you know, coordinator. I've never heard that at Chili's. Um, but yes, yeah, so first off, this is disgusting. Picking up the food at eleven. All right, I, on the scale of chain restaurants, where do you put Chili's? Like, is it in your like top five? I wouldn't even say it was in my top five. Oh, chill. I mean, if I'm doing like, okay, so I'm a big airport chilies guy like if an airport oh, has a chili right. yeah it gets it gets the top spot for me so i'll go that i mean just that that's consistency that's not because you love the food if if fucking yeah. if a tgf fridays if a bennigan's was still rolling around it could that yeah. easily could have been your top spot yeah don't get me fired up about bennigan's yeah i mean it just happened to be the airport i was in but i mean you know, for, i want a monte cristo i want a monte cristo god damn it <laughs> for a hang like if sports are going on like an nfl football sunday i like i like a chili's a lot like i like the consistency i like sitting up right. there i like the okay. sports playing you kind of know what you get like you go into just kind of these mom and pop like you know or just like kind of these mexican restaurant tequila bars you don't really know what's kind of going on like this special sure. menu brunch only like eggs on everything you don't know what's happening so i would like to do this on chilies i think just to her point about chilies where it ranks if that's what she wants to do that's fine it was just to the detriment of the guest and this all comes down to me for saving the de delivery fee because it sounded like chilies was game they're ready to do it and from just them being like we didn't want to pay for that delivery fee which had to be a hundred bucks i know i know i know that that's that like, like right. a, they're not doubling the check like yeah they don't exactly. have to buy them the car like i just that's... think it's just like doing that right. and all of a sudden now you're having you know you're what's a, what's a 20-minute uber the, yeah you're employing the guest of your wedding like you're looking for where ovens are you're reheating and sticky notes it sounds like a design i can't believe someone didn't actually get sick especially with just like people that would be turned off by it, like having a little bit of just like making themselves feel like they did get sick. 
you know, even yeah. if it was like the eight rum and cokes they had after their room temperature chickens trips, like it was still like Chili's fault for sure. For sure. That's the thing is, is like, if you told me that you went, if I went to a wedding and they were like, Hey, guess what? We got it catered from Chili's. I'd be like, all right, that's kind of fun. I'd be into it. And then yeah. they're like, actually, we, we actually got it catered from Chili's. We had to pick it up at 11 this morning. And I'd be like, um, did they give you all like the, the ingredients from scratch? Did they give you a big old freeze dried bag of like the, the 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 egg rolls right you know those like delicious oh, yeah. southwest, southwest egg, rolls. egg rolls baby yeah you know what i mean like they just you just you 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 heated them up in a kitchen with like a kitchen staff because then she goes on to say like basically like the waiters they had to like get in on the game this felt like a very like this is the typical like hey i know this is your job description but i'm gonna ask you to do all these other things that are not within your job description yes and... this is this is embarrassing this is going to a steakhouse and bringing your own bottle of wine that they already have and not paying the corking fee this is right. all sorts of just trying to so when you first said like i thought you met like chili's catered it like there's a little table because you know we've been to weddings like that like weddings have favorite yeah. restaurants and it's just like you know there'll be like a, a taco bell like kind of bar up there and there'll just be like some taco bell shit like i thought this yeah. was just like a table of like nachos and shit or maybe like a fajita bar i didn't know she was just like please circle no. all these printed off chili menus what you would like to dine on at seven o'clock and we're gonna bring it around and set in front of you Dude, how hilarious is like because everyone's gotten the wedding, you know, card that you have to fill out and you're like chicken or steak or whatever. It's yeah, like just absolutely. a whole chili's menu, just circle <laughs> what is. you want. Be like, like what highlight. the fuck is yeah. this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but man, I, the thing that st stood out to me, and I, I love your point because you're like, first off, you're standing up for chilies, which that's what you do. I appreciate <laughs> that's that. That's what I do, baby. Um, but I just the picking up at a left, like it, 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 if I had if we had gone that route for a wedding. But then they're like, yeah, but you got to get this food, this food that we cook for you at 11. You got to keep this safe till six o'clock. I'd have been like, you know what? No, just pass. Like we at that point, we might as well just do like a fucking pasta, like, like smorgasbord and just get like yeah. trays of lasagna and just tell the venue like you got ovens, like heat these up. We made them last night. They're all frozen. Keep them in your fridge. And just roll them out and just do fucking lasagna for everybody. Like yeah, totally. the easiest started, reheated food. This started as a story to me, just reading the headline where it's just like, don't give her shit. Like let her have what she wants for a day. But this quickly turned into just like pinching pennies at the detriment to like everyone's yeah. experience where like, I, I mean, you're gonna... putting people's like, don't fuck with and, people's food. And then she sends it and she's like, and everyone said they love the food. They could be lying to me, but they said that they love the food. Yeah. It's your fucking wedding bitch. Like, of course they're going to tell you it's fine. It's everything's fine. Yes. But everyone, like, chilies. 90 there's 99 people out there a third of them had diarrhea the next day a third of that's them. a percent uh gross <laughs> so uh yes uh she is yeah she's the asshole i'm gonna i'm gonna yep. say that and give it to her perfect um all right neapolitan showdown bring us to the jam so let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye there ain't no good guy there ain't no All right, best non-U.S. born NBA players. Let's get this out of the way right now. You wanted to go Timmy D, Tim Duncan, 
from uh, born in the Virgin Islands. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Virgin Islands. I just wanted to check. Like, we think of Tim Duncan as such like a American player, or like you know played at Wake Forest four years. Yeah. You know what I mean, stud. But he was like, I think it was in the Virgin Islands until he was like fourteen. He was a very good swimmer as a as a youth. Yeah, I mean, Virgin Islands, an organized and unincorporated United States territory. So, so it's kind of right there in the middle. In the middle. Well, then I'm also gonna. I'm also not games. counting Steve Nash, who was from Canada, or like any of those. Like Canada, you're basically America. You're gonna put a, <laughs> okay, yeah, guys. And some of those, some of these, you know, that we just kind of find it as they come. We'll land the ship where we need to. All right, my number three spot right now might be a little recency bias. I say I would take this guy in the league right now over other two star players that might be on your list that are non-U.S. born. But I am going with the Joker. Joke it. I mean, I just uh, his unique abilities. I mean, I, I know you've said it on the text thread and we look at it. I mean, there's just the, no big man has been able to distribute. There's been better big men, better post moves, obviously. But just to be able to bring the ball up, distribute the ball, see the court like uh, you'd have to as far as seeing the full court. His basketball IQ is up. And I think right now, if I'm starting a franchise, I would take him over Giannis. Is that crazy? Ooh. Is that nuts? It's not crazy. It's really not crazy. Because... At the beginning of last year, it was probably crazy, even after a second MVP. But now it's feeling a little crazy. It is feeling a little crazy. But it's... Or not crazy. I mean, not crazy enough, maybe. Just, just made the right amount of crazy. Because I think, like, his versatility is... So, like, his game translates if he's not scoring. He can rebound. Because this is the thing. Like, let's let's compare the two. Like, Giannis is, like, they call him the freak. He's just a wild, he's just a wild athlete that, that is, um, you know, unbelievable, can dribble, can drive, can do all these things, rebound block shots, like defensive player of the year. Jokic isn't doing that. But what Jokic has more of a longevity of is the ability to like work on offense. I'm not going to, I'm not worried about him getting injured and hurt as much as Giannis either. At this point, Giannis has gotten kind of dinged up by flying all over the court, landing on his back, hurting himself. Like, I feel like I can see a path for Jokic to like play 15 years at a relatively high level. Maybe he's not scoring as much, but he's still, you know, he's still 15, 10, and 6 every night. You know what I mean? Yeah, which walk is usually, yeah, usually wouldn't give that to the, the you know, typical center big man of the group. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I'm going to give it there. Who's your number three spot? I did have Giannis. I had Giannis because he's got okay, the chip. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I had Giannis because yeah, yeah, he's got fair. the that, chip. Yeah, that's fair. That is that is the tiebreaker, for sure. You know, that's, I, that's I today. That. Now, if Jokic wins this title, it's Jokic in that third spot because I have Jokic at four. Um, Giannis just has just enough on the the personal accolades, like the defense. I forgot he had the defensive player of the year. He's the most improved Finals MVP, All Star MVP, uh, NBA 75th anniversary team. He's got the defensive players, uh, All Defensive Team. You know what I mean? Has one uh one title. Excuse me, seven All Stars. Like he's just got some of those other personal merits that like a Jokic, you know. Jokic is never winning a defensive player of the year. He just isn't. And that's fine. They don't need him to. But, you know, if he gets a finals MVP and a couple more all-star appearances and, you know, he's 
five-time All-NBA. Like, if he keeps on that track record, like, you know, he's going to he's going to pass Giannis here shortly. Because also, like, like Milwaukee, I don't – I see Denver, this Denver team sticking around a little bit longer than, say, Milwaukee after their title. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I can't fight for that. I think right now I'm building my list. So you're slightly ahead because I am building my list on the assumption that Jokic will get his championship this year. All right, two spot. Kind of going through this list. This is a lot closer to uh, a classic Neapolitan showdown where very close. Yes, kind of only three, and it's what order are you going to put him in? I mean, there's definitely two. We'll we'll see. Especially taking Steve Nash out of the mix, we'll see how this lands for you. Though I got Dirk at number two. Who's your two spot? I have Dirk at number two as well. Okay. And I thought long and hard on this. I did too. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to see if there was uh, what I really, and you can tell me what did it for you. What took me over the edge was his championship. Cause it, I mean, if there's an example of a player putting on his back and like willing his team to win a championship, I mean, you know, if you still look back at the last 20 championships, one, uh, you know, this Mavericks one is a little bit of the outlier on, kind of sneaking out with one yeah absolutely and like i also love i love dirk staying with one team over 20 seasons i love the longevity yep here's the other thing that i loved about dirk that i i almost put him at number one for i came very close to putting it at number one but i love the fact that we we he basically came over unknown much like Giannis from Germany and then like had one kind of development year, then came on slowly started to um, like figure it out. He was totally unknown when they drafted him like eight points in year one by year two, 17 year three, 20 games, and then was an all-star thereafter. So I love the fact that like he had like, on the job learning right he didn't play in college in the u.s he didn't know like the american game and for like an international player like i love that portion it's like they come cold into the nba where i feel like in college they got a little bit of like a warm-up figuring it out like this guy didn't know any of the nba basketball and was able to ramp up super quick and get on there and become a hall of fame player which is awesome one of the one of the greatest big man shooters of all time also invented a shot that we see now today, which is like the fade away with a knee up to, to, to yeah. keep the defender away from you, mm-hmm. blocking your shot. And much like I talked about with Giannis, Dirk has that game that can translate over time. Like he's not, he wasn't running up the court and dominating athletically in years 15 through 20, but it was skill and like IQ and knowledge. And that's where I think like Jokic has that, where his game is not so pred- predicated on like, just being just like an insane athlete and be able to get to, you know, all the way across the court and like four dribbles. Like he doesn't, he doesn't need that in his game. Yeah, that's great. That is my number two. Also, I love your, yeah. The, the inventing of a shot, the staying with one team, the, not a lot of non us players being drafted. You know, there wasn't as much information, I think like when he's getting there and kind of, you know, open up that door to not open. I mean, it's still going to happen, but it seemed like, we were starting the momentum of really looking internationally to build our rosters and taking that seriously to like draft people in the, in the first round, like really high picks, building the team around them. Number one, let's get to it. I'm going to block. I'm, I'm going to block your number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Not allowed. Uh, got Akeem the Dream Olajuwon. Yeah, this is our one. Yeah. Yep, 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 Has yep, to yep, be. Yep. Yeah. Nine, nine all defensive teams, two defensive players of the year, twice NBA champion. So on that list, more NBA titles than the other two guys that we talked about. Two finals MVP, 12 all NBA teams, 12-time all-star, Hall of Fame. I mean, you name it, he did it. Now, here's the thing that I thought long and hard, and I was like, I, for a long time, I had Dirk number one, just because I was like, did Akeem get an unfair advantage of playing three years at Houston with Clyde Drexler? And like, I know he came over from Africa, right over to Houston. Like, did he did he benefit from like learning the American game a little bit and like figuring it out? Did he get like kind of like uh you know some on the job training that say like a Dirk didn't get? Yeah. Is, am I overthinking this point? No, a little. I think when you're looking at these, you're just like, all right, what's going to separate these guys? I, I think you're doing right. as there's nothing we take more seriously in our lives than the Neapolitan showdown. So exactly, I'm sure yes. you're just like, I need you to take take the kids out of the house. I just need, I just really need a couple hours just to First focus. First, I, 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 I the tape. I wiped the whiteboard from the previous Neapolitan showdown as yep, I do every clean. year and start going to work. Got it. So drive <laughs> mapping it back out. Back at square one, fired up the printer. Just yep. getting the documents you needed. Uh, yeah, I, I was a lot like you looking to kind of what I wanted to separate it. And while I do love Dirk, and you know, honestly, remember Dirk game a little bit more just because Kim Olajuwon was younger. Mm -hmm. I was looking for like a longevity, like marks on the game. And I think, you know, your Dirk putting the knee up is a great example. But it seems like whenever you hear about a player, especially the post position, like wanting to upgrade those post moves wanting to add something you always hear talk to Olajuwon or like went yeah. down and spent a summer with Olajuwon or like you know study with Olajuwon or like talked about or like you know it, it always comes back to Akeem and so it's kind of like take that position and then invent it and just kind of be this resource and, and even though it kind of feels like the center position went away and it feels like it's coming back but hey, hey. making a comeback like low-rise jeans but it's uh yeah it just seems like it's always this is kind of the guy you go to for this one position, which ultimately put him over the top for me. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Love the name change going from A-K-E-E-M to the H. I love that. Keeping everyone on their toes. The dream shake. <laughs> Keep everybody guessing. Keep everybody games. This is it. Hakeem. Hakeem. No, it's Hakeem. Yeah, I love him. You know, great guy. Hall of Famer. Um, I really wanted to like go deep cuts on these but i knew i wasn't going to win and i really couldn't make any like justifications like i really wanted to make an argument for like arvidas sabonis um yeah as like but he came too late and he was plagued with too many injuries even when he was in his european days but like arvidas sabonis is the was the Jokic um in that era in that like late 80s early 90s where it was like tremendously gifted like if you watch highlights of his passing he's got these amazing like literally he's in the like the high post and like cutters are cutting behind him he's like we'll just like flip the ball over his head defender not paying attention misses it and he's just dropping dimes to people like Arvita Sabonis has got one of the best highlight reels but he couldn't move he was too big probably wasn't all that well conditioned I think it was like seven three ish had like a really good game was strong could rebound like he was a pre-Jokic Jokic is like the evolution of Sabonis coming to America. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, you got Tony, Tony Parker, Ginobili, no. like never even the yeah. best player on their team. So, you know, Tim Duncan helps you kind of fast forward through that, even though like you sure. want to acknowledge him. Like um, Embiid, bad timing. I mean, yep. right now, probably like, um, probably like third on our, I mean, you take, you take Luca or Embiid if you're starting a franchise. I would say, I would say Embiid right now. Okay. Honestly, I think I take Luca. I don't know. You think so? I think, yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried that they're a little cut from the same cloth. I'd be very interested to see, like, I want to spend a day with both of them just to get a good, okay. good sense of their vibe. Like, how are they hanging? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Neapolitan showdown of just Luca and Embiid. We need a third something. Luca and Embiid are just like a day by myself and like rank those things. <laughs> right, and right. Hang Chilling with, with Ben Simmons. Like, nope. All right. No, it's third already. Uh, all right, brother. Victory goes to you because oh, if you, we had to count up all these championships, you do win by one with our Jokic next to Giannis, which was a three spot. Um, all right, Mad League, check us out. Get into the channel real fast, bro. Yeah, uh, you can go to twitch.tv backslash Mad Sports Podcast. We're gonna be we broadcasted. You can see him for. Uh, Twitch only keeps these games up for about four days, no, seven oh. days. So mm. you can watch them for another few days here. We just did some on Saturday, a couple broadcasts where we're about 18 games deep, only two in the broadcast, but 18 games up here. And guys are liking it. Guys are craving the owner. Loving the GMs it. are craving it. They're my re- friend. Rewatching it. It's, uh, it's, yeah, we, got, like, we, we see we some of you guys poking in there. Our numbers got up there. I think there was like, we were like 12, 14 at one point. Yeah, we get we definitely get some unique traffics. You know what I mean? People wandering around, popping in. Uh, Give me a follow. I'll give you a follow. Not how we operate. Just come in, (laughs) enjoy the show, sit down, (laughs) sit down, relax. It may be sports podcast, guys. Episode two sixty five. Thanks for jumping on. Um, MVP of the week's real fast. I'm going to keep it simple down the middle. I'll give it to the Denver Nuggets. Go into their. This is the first in officially when it's called like NBA championship. This is their first they're going to. So good for the city of Denver, number one seed. Take care of business. Jokic, I know he wanted it. So he's there. He's the win. Who's your MVP, brother? Uh, I had Jokic as the MVP. Broke yeah. a record for triple doubles that was previously held by Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, eight um, was awesome in that series against Lakers, basically 28, 15, and 12. Uh, overall, he's been shooting 47% from three. He's just been fantastic. Uh, give it to Jokic. He was great. Love it. Uh, it looks like the Celtics did win, so there will I be did. a yeah, I was game five. So look for us. Uh, look for some games this weekend, guys. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Audience, Chili's on me. Let's go. Put in your orders now. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.